Hi, welcome to episode eight of season one of Everyday NLP Bites. Welcome back if you've been watching or listening to the earlier podcasts and a warm welcome if this is your first. And I hope that after this one, you'll be motivated to go back and watch and listen to the earlier ones as well. My name is Florence Madden. I'm an NLP trainer and coach based in Cumbria in the north of England. And I'm also the author of two books. The first of these is the Intention Impact Conundrum that is based on a course that I run in the Lake District. And the second is Everyday NLP, a book that I co-wrote with my friend and associate, Eleni Sarantanu of Life Spheres. This book also forms the pre-course reading for our NLP courses. I've entitled this episode, Giving and Receiving Feedback Powerfully. And the reason that I phrased it in that way that this is not simply about how we give other people uh, feedback in a way that is effective and powerful. It's about how we receive and use feedback in an effective and powerful way too, regardless of how well it's given. People that have been on courses with me at this point will probably have a bit of a wry smile because on most of my courses, I introduce right at the beginning that we are going to uh, do a session of giving and receiving feedback at the end of the day. Now, the reaction that I get to that is an interesting one. And for many people, you can read interesting as horrified. Because sometimes people's experience of feedback previous to this has not been mm, always a very positive one. I'm pleased to say that when they do do the exercise and people do hear feedback from other people and they do that in a way that is uh, on a one-to-one -one basis and confidential, that they're actually rather pleased and have actually enjoyed the experience. It's no surprise really that people have mm, some reservations about getting feedback. Dr. David Rock, the neuroscientist, says that when people hear the phrase, can I give you some feedback? It has the same effect as hearing footsteps behind you when you're walking down a dark alley alone at night. In other words, people aren't expecting good things. Now, part of the reason for that is maybe some poor experiences that we've had of receiving feedback. The other reason is how our brain works. Our brains have a negativity bias. They pay more attention to things that have a threat or a negative, negative connotation. And that is a very basic survival skill for us to be very cautious, to be very suspicious of things and be careful of things that we think might harm us or people around us. Now that's a very understandable survival strategy. The problem is when you take it into modern life and specifically into giving feedback, what it means is that we notice the things that we don't like or we think that are wrong far more easily and far more quickly and far more motivated to comment on them than the things that are going well or things that have been done well. Some other research have been looking at relationships, whether they are personal relationships between couples or whether they're working relationships. And they say that really 
uh, effective relationships have a balance of feedback. And interestingly, that balance is not 50-50. Because of that negativity bias, what seems to work best is a ratio of five to one. Five things that we like against one thing that we want somebody to do differently or change. So that's a ratio worth thinking about. Because often the way we've received feedback, it's a five to one ratio, okay, but it's the other way around. And the problem with that is that that's getting someone to kick into their survival mode. And the chances are when feedback is delivered in that way, where it's five things I want you to change and one thing that I like, the chances are that that feedback is rejected or people become defensive about it. So, in earlier episodes, I've talked about thinking about outcome. Before you set out to give somebody some feedback, what is the outcome that you're looking to achieve? And if it's about that outcome is about getting somebody to recognize what they're doing well and to change some aspect of how they're doing things, then it's worthwhile really thinking how best to deliver that in order to achieve that outcome. So when we're thinking about telling people the things that we've liked or appreciated, then think about giving people actual observations. Not old flannel like, oh, I think you're marvelous. If you think somebody's marvelous, you need to tell them what it is that they've done for a few reasons. First of all, it's far more authentic and much more easy to accept. But when you tell somebody specifically what they've done well, then they know much more specifically what they can carry on doing. Not everybody, myself included, gets everything right. So it's worthwhile thinking as well about how we tell people about the things we want them to change. In an earlier episode, I pointed out that the brain does not process a negative. So if we give somebody a piece of corrective feedback, which is don't be late for a meeting, then what their brain is hearing is the be late bit. So I think about this as giving somebody an improver and telling them what you want rather than what you didn't like. So instead of saying be late, is saying to somebody, the meeting starts at 10, make sure you're on time. It's easier to say, and it's easier to hear. And it's more likely that the person will take it on board. And as I say, it's all about what is the outcome that you're looking for. And most people, when they're giving feedback, want their point to be got across rather than to get into an argument or for that to be rejected. So that's about giving feedback. And another point that I mentioned again in an earlier episode that is worth bearing in mind when we go to give people feedback is that structures we see in other people mirror structures in ourselves. In other words, there'll be things that we see in other people's behavior, good and not so good, that are also in some way true of us. And that's worth bearing in mind as we prepare to give people feedback also.
Now, receiving feedback powerfully. I have a quote here from Rumi, who was um, a 13th century Iranian poet. And he said, if you're irritated by every rub, how will your mirror be polished? In other words, feedback, whether it's given to us well or otherwise, it's giving us something that will actually improve the way we do things. There is always something to be learned from it. So whether feedback is given to us expertly or otherwise, whatever the motivation is for giving us that feedback, there's always going to be a grain of truth in it. And the advice that I would give you all, and the advice what I always say to people on courses, is when we receive feedback, by all means seek clarification if you haven't understood it. But when we attempt to justify ourselves or reject feedback, that only has the effect of closing down the source. It doesn't change somebody's opinion or certainly doesn't change it in a good way. So by all means, seek clarification, ask for more detail. And whether you agree with it or not, it's how they see it. So say thank you and keep that channel open. It's far more important that, in my opinion, that somebody can trust that they can give us feedback without it ending up in an argument or some kind of justification. And keeping that channel open is also us demonstrating to other people how to receive feedback. As I mentioned earlier, it is an integral part of most of the courses that I run to include a feedback exercise. And I was recently absolutely chuffed when a team that I've been working with came back and said that when they have these moments now where they give and receive feedback, they refer to them as Florence moments. Well, that was brilliant feedback for me to have become a thing. So I thank them for that. I'm really, really pleased and even more pleased that it makes a difference to their team. So thank you for watching or listening to this episode and the others that you've watched or listened to. The next season will be coming up shortly. And in the meantime, my books are available on Amazon. And you can also um, find out more about the services I provide and the courses that I run on my website, www.florencemadden.co.uk. You can also contact me through the contact page. As I've said in earlier episodes, I would love to have your feedback. I would also love to know how you've used um, these uh, bites and how they have been for you. Because feedback is important to me too. So thank you and I hope you'll join me in the next season as well. Bye for now.